TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to uh, the Will Marotti program. It's uh, 10.07 here on WTIC. And... Uh, so much going on, so much going on. We talked earlier in the first hour about optimism, and I, I am optimist, but you can't, you can't disconnect. <clears throat> excuse me, you can't disconnect optimism from realism. realism. You've got to be, you've got to be, you got to have your feet on the ground. It's, it's possible to be a realist and to be optimistic at the same time. A lot of people don't think so, but it really is true, and you have to be, because optimisms that aren't based in reality, are, it's just dreaming. You're not, you're not going to get anywhere with that. So you've got to have, have a baseline of, of realism, but you can always be optimistic looking for the next good outcome, whatever that may be. Well, right now, there's, there's not a lot of optimism going on because what's going on? And food prices, you know, just in, inflation in general, highest it's been in 40 years. Maybe we can blame that on John Rowland. The highest inflation in 40 years. Gas prices, unbelievably high. I told you Saturday I filled up $78, which two two and a half years ago would have been you know, $40, so $38. And so it, it, things are out of control. And, and then you've got our politicians that, that can't either refuse to identify the cause of problems or just plain lie about it or don't understand it. We don't know any of those things. Joining us now on the hotline, uh, someone who is based in realism, but I think he's optimistic, the former managing editor of the journal Inquirer, that would be Chris Powell. Chris, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Will. Are you optimistic, Chris? <laughs> well, it's a lovely day. If I, <laughs> if I don't uh, venture too far from the house, I probably can stay uh, okay. optimistic. All right. I want, all right, so let me ask, not that you speak for all journalists, but you've been doing this for a long time. Do you think journalists are basically optimistic or not? Uh, I don't think I would characterize them one way or the other. I think, uh, you know, 90% of them uh, have a very uh, liberal uh, political uh, outlook. Um, but, uh, you know, I think their, uh, their optimism depends on, uh, what kind of regime you have in power. I think maybe they're, optimistic. they're in the majority. Uh, uh, well, you know, they may be optimistic with the yeah. Democrats in power and they were pessimistic with Trump in power. Well, I, you know, I have to laugh because I filled up my car Saturday and I used, even with my massive stop and shop discount, it cost me $78 to fill my car up. And and without without exaggeration at all, uh, two and a half years ago, it tops tops would have been like forty dollars. So uh, it's hard to be optimistic about this. But what's even harder to be optimistic about is the nature of our politicians, because you've got people like Richard Blumenthal, that for whatever reason think you know again it's a good maybe it's a good photo op to be out in front of a gas station blaming oil companies 
and price gouging for the reason the prices are so high. So how, you've got something to say about that in, in a recent article that you wrote. Blumenthal's scapegoating misleads as gas prices soar. Talk to us about that. Well, the senator's been in elective office in Connecticut for 37 years, 20 of them as uh, attorney general. And uh, if memory serves, you know, many times he has uh, been complaining about oil companies uh, rigging prices, though it's never been uh, shown by any investigation that oil companies were rigging the price of oil generally. I mean, I'm sure some of them committed antitrust violations, but nothing that uh, rigged the price of oil in the international market. It, uh, right. Oil is a strategic commodity uh, whose price is, uh, is often very volatile. Uh, a few days ago, uh, the senator uh, you know, held a press conference rally in which he uh, condemned uh, the oil industry for uh, what he called unconscionable uh, profiteering uh, by raising oil prices. And I thought this was really the worst demagoguery in, in, in the world. You know, if the oil companies are in control of prices, why, just two years ago, uh, did oil futures contracts in the United States uh, fall into negative value? I think it was, if you, you held uh, an oil futures contract, you had to pay the exchange uh, $37 uh, a barrel to get rid of it. Uh, well, the oil industry was not <clears throat> controlling prices back then, so... Uh, you know how how come you know they're they're controlling prices now? They couldn't do it back then. Anyway, the the senator uh, the other day uh, uh, was blaming the industry for you know high gas prices, and uh, this was uh, this is false in in a, in a couple of uh, respects. Um, you know, first uh, everything is going up now, as you've you've noted. Uh, it's not just uh, oil and. And gas, it's it's food and and, and everything else. Uh, those increases have been caused by government. Uh, the United States government has uh, vastly increased the world's money supply, and the increase in the money supply has outrun not only the production of the U.S. economy; it has outrun the production of the world economy, and that's why inflation has has soared not just in the United States but around the world. Uh, uh, you know now. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, the senator was blaming the, uh, the oil companies for, for not uh, investing in new production and instead uh, paying dividends and bonuses and, uh, and buying their shares back uh, instead of investing in, uh, in new production. Well, uh, why is that? I mean, it's because from the day that uh, the uh, Biden-Blumenthal administration took office, the president has been swearing that he was going to destroy the domestic oil industry in the name of cli climate policy. Well, uh, you know, why would anyone in these circumstances invest in new oil production in the United States when the federal government is, is sworn to destroy the yeah. industry? Well, of yeah. course, under those circumstances, the industry is, is going to just resign itself to making its money. Uh, from the uh, government-enforced uh, scarcity of product that we have right now, uh, you know, for 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 the senator to uh, avoid his own political responsibility uh, for for high prices uh, and to blame uh, the oil companies, this was this is just the worst tedious demagoguery for his re-election campaign, and uh, it, it's just very. Uh, discouraging to me that uh, journalism did not challenge him on these yeah. points. Well, we had we had a situation earlier today where uh, Senate Majority Leader Bob Duff was on, and 
talking about unfunded pension liability and the heroes that they are, they're paying $1.6 billion down on it of COVID money, federal COVID money, which is fine. But the, the, the liability is $95 million. And when asked what those problem was, he goes back to, oh, it's John Rowland's fault. Well, the fact of the matter is from 2010 to 2017, I got this from the Yankee Institute, from 2010 to 2017, pensions, pension expense in this state grew 138%. So, you know, it's kind of hard to blame somebody who's been out of office for two, you know, since 2004 when your party certainly didn't do anything to really curb the spending. And, and then as the heroes you are, gave away $147 million to pensions uh, to state employees for payoffs. I mean, it, it's almost ridiculous that they, they would bring up some of these things. I mean, it, it, you know, maybe we can blame John Rowland for the gas prices. Well, uh, the whole political establishment in, in Connecticut uh, has uh, to share responsibility for the pension mess that we're, we're in for, for, for decades. Uh, state government was running a pension program for which it put aside no money at all. It just uh, pushed the, uh, uh, the bill down the, uh, the road into ordinary uh, general appropriations. Uh, uh, you know, in fairness to Governor Malloy, uh, yeah. He uh, he argued that every every cent of tax increases that uh, were imposed during his administration uh, uh, went toward uh, the uh, the pension uh, system. Now uh, that that may be true. My f- faulting him on that was that we really didn't achieve any uh, economies elsewhere in government to uh, to pay for it. Right. Uh, uh, look, the, the the government employee unions and the legislators and the governors and. Not just Roland, but you know all of all of them. Uh, they knew that kicking the can down the road uh, would get them by in in their own terms. But right. you know somebody in the future that's would true. have to pay for it, and that's, that's you know where we are right now. I mean, you know, I I don't believe that there ought to be government employee pensions. I think I there agree. ought to be just. 401ks like yep. the rest of us poor slobs have, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, put us uh, put us all in the same same boat. Uh, you know, the public uh, has very few defined benefit pensions anymore uh, right. outside of the social security system. I, I don't know why uh, government employees should uh, should be privileged in this respect. And you know, some of the, we're talking with Chris Powell, and you know, some of the largest pensions for former state employees in Connecticut go to UConn professors. You got, you got guys and gals pulling two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year in pensions. I mean, how do, how does that even begin to make sense, right? That's why you can't. The federal bankruptcy laws won't allow states to go bankrupt. Although Illinois, for several number of years, has been trying to change that. But I've always said if they if if they got the law changed, Connecticut should go bankrupt because then that resets all these contracts. Yeah, well, U- UConn is uh, is is full of. Uh self-serving uh, abuses uh, but but the, you know the, the whole pension system is uh really rigged against the the taxpayer uh, you know they they count overtime toward uh, people's uh, uh you know pension uh, credits they mm-hmm. they uh <clears throat> calculate your pension on uh, your three highest years of uh of of salary as as opposed to you know your average salary over your career in state government uh there's you know things that uh, uh, could be changed without overthrowing the whole system in order to reduce its costs that have not not been done. Now, in, in recent years, um, uh, new state employees have been put into a, a hybrid system that is, you know, partly a defined pension system and partly a 401k system. And, you know, that's a that's a small start. But uh, the, 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 the premise of the system, I think, has got to be challenged. And politically, we can't do that because uh, government employees and their 
dependents uh, are, are just too influential politically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I guess I guess it's not uncommon for for one party to blame the other party for the for the ills that they're facing. And, but I mean, it just it's just it's just laughable to me. Though I look at the numbers and say, man. I mean, sure, Malloy made made some structural changes for payments, but the, the, the huge increase in payouts for 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 uh, employee pensions were massive. I mean, just 130 percent increase from 2010 to 2017, and that's hard to erase. And even now, they make a big deal out of what they're doing now about it. It's 95 billion dollars in the hole, and and that's not going to get it caught up easily or quickly. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, and, but and, and listen, it's going to be a problem for a longer time, as long as uh, uh, the first purpose of uh, government in Connecticut uh, seems to uh, to be uh, function to function as a pension and benefit society. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, pen- pensions and uh, uh, medical insurance for uh, state government uh, retirees that uh, really doesn't do a lot for the public, does it? No, not at all. And if, except we pay for it. Right? I mean, that's all it does for us, is it? Takes money away from us and causes even greater hardship. Um, here, here uh, something that you wrote about a, a while ago, Chris, and I just want to touch on it because I, because I, it was a problem then, but I think it's even worse now, and and that's the problem of, of uh, civic public engagement collapsing. We just don't have an involved electorate. I mean, there's, there's people. I, I say things to people sometimes. They look at me and I go. What's wrong? Well, I've never heard that before. And I'm thinking, how can you never hear that? Now, I understand there's some of us who are, you know, we're completely submersed in this stuff. We're constantly reviewing it. But, gosh, I, I feel like there ought to be some basic knowledge of, of how the government works and, and what your role as a citizen is. And, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's getting worse and worse. And you wrote this back in 2018. But, I mean, I just think it's, I, I just think it's even it's worse than it was in 2018. I mean, um, what, what do you, what's your take? Well, I, 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 a few years ago, uh, many years ago, my, my father was involved in uh, politics and government here in uh, here in Manchester. I would go with him on election uh, night because he was running for the town council, and he, he did end up serving uh, three terms. I have the sample ballot from the town election in Manchester and. Uh, October 1962, and back then the town held its uh, local election in, in, in October. And on election night, I wrote down all the the vote totals for all the candidates in the uh, Manchester town election. Uh, uh, a few years ago, I, I, I dug that out, and I, I compared those totals against the totals of uh, the Manchester town election. I, I don't know, maybe it was eight, eight years or so ago. And I, I discovered that, uh, you know, while Manchester's population had increased by 50 percent, uh, that more people had voted in the town election in Manchester in 1962 <laughs> than had voted in the town election in maybe, you know, 2015. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's, there, there's a huge decline in and voter participation, at least in this town, uh, over the years, and I'm sure it's similar elsewhere in sure. in Connecticut. Uh, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, some years ago, the Journal Enquirer did a did a did a report uh, on uh, on voter registration that uh, compared voter registration in the town served by the newspaper uh, against uh, the uh, the census figures, and uh, it, it found that uh, uh, a huge percentage of the population. Uh, was not even registering to vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Something, uh, you know, about 25 percent 
in uh, in many towns, the population just wasn't registering to vote. And so when the Secretary of State's office says uh, the uh, after an election that uh, you know voter participation was you know say fifty percent, mm-hmm. uh, that's misleading. That's <coughs> excuse me. That's you know, 50 percent of seventy-five percent, uh, yeah. uh, and we did a calculation that uh, that found if you if you measure voter participation in Connecticut by the total number of eligible adults rather than just the total number of people who have registered to vote, right. Right. Uh, you 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 find that uh, you know may, maybe only uh, half the eligible population is voting in presidential elections, and only a third of the eligible population. Is voting in state elections, and you know maybe only ten, twelve, fifteen percent is yeah. is voting in municipal elections. I mean that. Uh, that so how do we how do we change the, that? I mean, is is there is there a practical way in your mind that we can get more uh, involvement? I mean, that's those are horrible numbers. Those are horribly uh, negative numbers reflecting upon our culture and society. Why why don't people want to vote more? Why do they think that it doesn't matter? Do they? Do they think they have no voice in it? I mean, what is it that keeps them from going out to the polls? Well, I, I, I would start with our, our school systems. Uh, you know, New Haven Independent had a story uh, the other day uh, about the uh, failure of uh, most kids in the New Haven school system to, to read at, uh, at grade level. Um, look, I, I think maybe 20 years ago I got invited to speak at a journalism seminar at Southern Connecticut State University in the uh, – Professors, when I got there, told me that uh, they had found their aspiring journalism majors so ignorant that they could not identify the three branches of government. So the uh, journalism department at Southern uh, created a special mandatory course for journalism majors uh, about uh, civics and the organization of government in the United States. Well, you know, I began to wonder, uh, how do you get out of a high school in Connecticut and into something that calls itself a a university without without yeah. knowing what the three branches of government are. Well, I mean, I I hear it all the time. I hear I hear these kinds of stories, and it's like it, I can't believe. It. I know it's true. I believe it because I know it's true. But it's part of me that like, what has happened? What has happened to our education system where kids, you know, where we do so much social promotion? Kids can't read. They can't write. They don't know. You know, they don't know what the capital is. They don't know, you know, they can't tell you what, by years, they can't tell what major wars were, who who fought. I mean, it, it's sad. Well, we're giving them social-emotional learning, Will, so that'll make them feel better about their ignorance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, this is, <clears throat> this is the, I'm very bitter about it because this decline in, uh, in literacy and civic engagement, which I think... Uh, has its origins in, in public education. Now, this is the end of the industry that I spent my life in. It's, sure. it's the end of the newspaper industry. Uh, right. uh, you don't need newspapers in Connecticut uh, for you know keeping up with the Kardashians. You can do that on TV <laughs> and, 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 and the Internet. You need uh, newspapers and news organizations for staying informed about your, your community, your, your state, uh, about public policy, about problems in, uh, in, in, in your community. Uh, and if you don't have people who are, are literate and and engaged with uh, with public life, who who don't appreciate the history of uh, of the country and its progress toward greater uh, democracy, uh, 
you're gonna you're gonna learn lose not not only your your news industry you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose your 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 democracy. Right. Uh, most of the people coming out of schools today, uh, they, forget newspaper readership or yeah. involvement in the news. They're not prepared to be citizens. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and and, and no no getting better on the horizon. I'm afraid. I think it, it just seems to be getting worse and worse. But Hey, we'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep sounding the alarm and beating on the drums, and hopefully somebody will pay attention to it at some point, and maybe we can start reversing the trend. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Chris Powell, former managing editor, Journal Inquirer. Thank, always a pleasure to talk with you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a break. News. I'm not sure we'll be back or not for another call, but if we are, we'll take your call eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We'll have calls, the open phone lines, the rest of the program. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you today on the Tuesday edition of the Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. All right, good morning. Welcome back, everybody. 1038. Man, this, this show is screaming by us today. Um, optimism was uh, the tone, the topic of the first hour. We're talking about a study that was done uh, at a medical department, Harvard, and they found that women... Uh, who were optimistic across all kinds of things, across uh, socioeconomic, uh, race, across all types of uh, factors. Uh, Women just live longer who are optimistic, many living past 90 years old. And um, I think optimism is important. I think optimism, I'll say this about hope. I think hope is important. I think hope is critical, in fact, to life. You've got to wake up every day with the hope of today or go to bed with the hope of tomorrow. When you've lost hope, uh, it's really it's a bad place to be. And, you know, so many people uh, take their own lives. It's generally, you know, hopelessness surrounds them, has engulfed them, has overwhelmed them. Um, And that's um, that's a bad place to be. So optimism, I think, is the is really the, the cure for the day. Let's go to Ralph in South Carolina. Ralph, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. A uh, couple things. Uh, optimism. I am optimistic in November that the Democrats in the Democratic Party will realize that their country comes before their party. Yes, yes. I was a Democrat, uh, and I they lost me because they became something that I didn't believe in. And I'm hoping and I'm really praying that... Uh, in November, Democrats say, I'm an American before I'm a Democrat, and oh. we have to make And yeah. a, a couple other things I'd like Amen, to ask uh, Flag Day down here, there's all over the place, and today is the Army's birthday also. Oh, that's right. Yes, thank you. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that uh, we have down here with Flag, uh, we have a, obviously a very large military area down here. Mm-hmm, and sure. Most of those people, and uh, I know because I'm involved with them, are fed up with what's going on in this country and uh, are praying for a change in November, too. And these are loyal Americans who who put their lives, uh, literally put their lives on the line for their country. And they are very, very uh, uh, sad, I guess, maybe is the word, uh, the direction this country is going in. And let's be optimistic and say in November... The good Lord's going to say, hey, folks, you know, it's time for America to get back to being America. Yeah. Well, you know, Ralph, it's funny because in South Carolina, everybody knows it's Flag Day. Up here in Connecticut, people walk around asking which flag. 
<laughs> that's, that's sad. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's really sad. I mean, down here, everywhere you look, flags are hanging. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's so, wonderful, and I and I love the fact that so many states like South Carolina have a more patriotic feel to them, certainly than Connecticut does. But we're still there's still a few of us point? left, Ralph. Still can I make one more comment, Pastor? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Uh, I want to know from uh, your esteemed senator, the jerk, uh, Murphy, yeah. how many criminals are going to obey all these new the laws? Gun laws yeah. Well, see, they call them common sense gun laws, but the problem is that nothing about them is common sense because none of the criminals obey any laws. So it, so, it doesn't and make the, sense uh, and certainly doesn't pass the common sense test. I don't know, Pastor, if they look three of the mass shootings, people used shotguns. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there's no way this, I mean, you're well, again, they'll come after those next. I mean, they, 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 their goal is, and this is why they're not honest about it, because they know they'd be, they'd be ridden out of town on a rail. The, the goal for the progressives, like Chris Murphy, is they want to totally eliminate gun ownership. That's their goal. They just won't say it because they know people throw them out of office. But that's, that's the ultimate end game here, Ralph, is get rid of all the guns. Thank you for your call. Let's go to uh, JR in Naugatuck. Hey, JR. Hey, Pastor. How you doing? Uh, Good. Yeah, well, first, uh, 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 shout out to uh, George when he called you earlier. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay, he's a great guy, and he I is. just wanted to give him a compliment, too. He sounds like that. Remember that uh, Walt Disney, that uh, voice actor, Sterling Holloway? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah got he that. did, like, He Labyrinth, does have that tone. The Sheep is Lion, and, yeah, yeah, all those great, great, yeah, it was, it was one of my, uh, I let you It's funny you say it. I never thought of it before, but now that yeah, I've, I've, got, the, I've got the sound in my mind, you're, you're absolutely correct, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, what George said was really great uh, because uh, I said, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have to be positive. You know, well, I'm Christian. I have the Lord. And, and yeah. you've got you to, you know, in, enjoy the simple things. Yes. And, and, you know, like a shower, like he said, uh, you know, you take a nice hot shower and enjoy it and stay a little longer because you're enjoying it. Once in a while, you've got to do things like that instead of being negative all the time. Right. And, 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 and when you are positive, you know, and you feel good about the simple things like, uh, oh, beautiful sunny day and everything. You're more capable, you know, of being, uh, you know, uh, doing things. You know, you're more productive. More you're more productive. Nobody wants to do anything when they're all down in the dumps and pessimistic. You don't want to do anything. But when you're optimistic and you get you get up and you have reason for hope in the morning, man, you can accomplish a lot of things. Jared, thank you so much. Great call. All right, guys, we're going to take a break, a couple commercials, and then we'll come back. Open phone lines the rest of the show, 860-522-9842. Talk about anything you want to talk about, or we can talk about optimism. There's something different we should talk about. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Back in two minutes. All right, welcome back. Final... Final segment on the Tuesday edition of The Will. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right, so it's about Wednesday. So, you know, Wednesday is all caller Wednesday. We intentionally do not schedule any outside guests because we want to hear from you. Your, your calls, your thoughts, your opinions, most important. Super important on Wednesday, the all-caller Wednesday program uh, tomorrow morning right here on WTSC. Let us go to the, the always optimistic but realistic Frank in Woodbridge. Frank, welcome to the show. Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. What's going on? Well, you have to you have to be optimistic. My mother's probably the most optimistic person in the world. She uh, Over the weekend, she turned 100 years old, and she's already planning for Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. I Which love is it. It's a long way away at that age. Yeah, right? Every yeah, day's a long but way you got to think positive, you know? Yeah. Now, good. speaking of oil, right now it's $123 a barrel. Oh, well, that's The all? all-time high is 147 Yeah. And unless something changes in the policy with our government, it's going to hit that. And that means gas will go over $7 a gallon. Well, every, every state in the country somewhere, the average, average price of gas over and reached it this weekend over $5, which is a record high. Right. And, and what they uh, don't understand, that this is a commodity with 29 others, and it's bet on the future market. Now, right. I know 99% of the people can't do that, but the 1% of the people are. And what do yeah. you think they're going to do? Bet the price of oil to go up or down right now if you had to take out. Oh, the I, I, they're oh. betting up. Betting oh, absolutely. You've got to yep. be a fool to bet right. it down. <laughs> there is nobody betting the price of gas no. or oil or the other commodities to go down. No. Why would you? Now, now, let me ask you a question. I know you're big on this, and I've been, right. I've been, I've been curious. Uh, I've, been, and, and I've been curious as I'm watching things. Is this a good time for gold, Frank, in your opinion? Uh, well, I tell you, to be honest, gold is down about 3%, and yeah. considering the dollar keeps going up, yeah, for the long run it is. It is, yeah. Because the dollar cannot stay, the, we cannot have these two things continuing, a yeah. strong dollar and oil going up. We'll be in a worldwide depression. That's right, a depression if that yeah. continues. Yeah. Because everything is based on the dollar right now because it's the world's reserve currency. Right. And anything we sell outside this country, these people are not going to be able to afford to buy it. Well, I don't know. I, I again, I, I try to be optimistic at all times, but you have to you have to balance optimism with realism. Well, you got to understand something. Capitalism is the best system in the history of the world. It brought my it family is. out of poverty, but sometimes it could be the cruelest. Yeah. And right no, now, it, it's true. It's true. It's it does. Uh, it's it's kind of very much like nature. You know. I mean, it is. And right now, it's not on. It's not on the average person's side. Yeah. If you're living paycheck to paycheck. And we start. Sixty percent of Americans at, do live paycheck to paycheck. Right, and if we start the winter right now at mm. these prices with oil or oh. natural gas or oh, higher, there are going to be a lot of people that are, gonna, are not going to make it through next winter. They're going to not be able to heat their homes. You're going to have a lot They're of damage. Not. There's going to be a lot of problems. A lot of problems. A lot of people going to move to Florida. 
That's what's going to happen. Uh, why Frank, have, we have a lot of extra money. We're going to have to put it into that fuel assistant program. Yeah, That's a good something. idea. I mean, it's it's going to get ugly before it gets better. I'm oh, absolutely. Frank. Yeah. Frank, thanks so much. Appreciate your calls. 860-522-9842, the numbers. Optimism so important. So important, optimism. I, I mean, I don't know how... Uh, I don't know how people function, and, and a lot of times they don't. I guess that's the answer. I'm answering my own question. Uh, a lot of times people just no hope. They give up. They can't. They can't function without optimism. Really, the, the root of optimism is being hope. It can't. It's hard. It's hard to go day to day without hope, and and some people lose that unfortunately. Let's go to Tom in Farmington. Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. Thank you for taking my call and speaking with me today. I hope your family and you are well. Yes, and you too. Thank you. Um, I think many share your pain regarding the interviewer, interview this morning. Hmm. And I think it goes back to either the interviewer, lack of preparation for the interview, or in other words, the interviewer not knowing the subject matter as well as the person he's interviewing. Or worse than that, it could be the bias. I sure hope it's the um, former and not the yeah, latter. I do, too. I do, too. But, I mean, I just I just could not let that guest, you know, even though it's not in my show, I couldn't let him go on challenge because it's it's just preposterous but that, it's what he was trying job. to outline. It's a terrible job done by the interviewer. And I also would go back to one other one. I don't know if you heard. Let me just let me just pause. Just let me pause. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a host's job to be uh, – interrogator or prosecuting attorney you know it's the host job to have the i mean i i sometimes i let people speak on this show that they're what they're saying i don't believe it's true in fact i may know it's not true but i still let them get their voice out so i wouldn't i wouldn't put all that on the on the interviewer i really i really put it on the guest for being disingenuous but that's but but also when you're the interviewer and someone makes a statement that's incorrect. It's your job to question. Well, that. you should. You should check it. I mean, if you know, right? So but I will express they don't ask a question if you don't know the answer to it. Yes. Now right? I want that's... to get back to Senator Murphy's interview. Yeah. Go ahead. I think one another question that should have been asked of him was about the bill he co-sponsored to eliminate all law enforcement from schools. Yeah. Therefore, reducing safeties in schools. And he should have been challenged on that. And I believe that's an important question to be asked because many people in Connecticut don't know that he sponsored that bill to eliminate all law enforcement. And um, that's something that should have been asked and it should have been what his feelings were at the time. And has he changed his feelings about that since that time he introduced the bill? Hmm. And I think that's another question that was should have been asked and wasn't asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, sometimes we we don't ask the hard hitting stuff. Maybe we should. I don't no, know. It, it is. It is, and we we don't. We let these people go. And it's like your uh, guest said earlier about how um, Senator Blumenthal has not been challenged. Right. Well, and and, and that's why, for there. a lot of reasons, people like Chris Murphy, Richard Blumenthal won't come on the show, won't come on Tom's show, won't go on Todd's show. Because they know it's not all it's not all softballs. They're going to have to hit, get hit, you know. There's going to be some high high fastballs inside, and and they're not ready for that. And they don't want to have to do that. And so they don't see when. So they won't. No, you're they right. Won't come and on the show. And, um, it's it's wrong. But when you get them on, the gentleman in the morning is trying to establish himself, and it's 
Not going well, well. And he is. It's not It's not easy following up uh, a guy that was there for 29 years. Right? It's nope. a hard job. And, and I, I wish him the best. And it's hard to do. It's a, it's a, he's, got a, he's got a mountain to climb, Tom, for sure. There's no question about it. All right, let's see. Uh, we're changing, again, if you listened yesterday, we're changing – the, uh, the the between rounds bagel last call of the day to now it's it's really last call of the week and how you do that is you go to WTIC I'm doing it right now WTIC.com you go there the, the site will come up TIC comes you, you go you follow on the on the blue top the the uh, the banner on top and it says more you click on more and then for more you drop down into that golden area you go to contests and there you have it. First up, there's the smiling face of Will Marotti. And, and it, talks, it talks about the free round, between round bagels right there. And you can, you can enter. You can enter. You can, you can enter. Anybody can enter. You don't have to be the last caller. Anybody can enter. You just put your email in, drop that in. And then on Friday, at the end of Friday shows, we'll be announcing the, uh, the winner uh, for the between round bagels. So that's what's changed with that. For a little bit of change, a little change. All right, let's, 860-522-9842. We've got time for a couple more calls. And, uh, and, and then we're out of time. Gosh, I can't believe it. Just, uh, just crazy. Um, let's, uh, let, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, all right. Hey, um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, I'll have to save it for tomorrow. There's just too much to talk about. I didn't get to a lot today, but we'll, we'll tackle more stuff tomorrow. Let's go to uh, uh, West Hartford and Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. So I just heard that one caller saying that you need to, I don't know how you would do it, but to question the truthfulness of somebody making claims. And let me tell you something. You, you build that reputation. You know, years ago, I used to talk about the state veterans home in Rocky Hill and another yeah. station. I used to call out the commissioner. Yeah. And to this day, you know, that was about four years of hard work going on the radio, calling newspaper people. They yeah. actually presented a bill after three, four years of that hard work to make it better up there. There's actually somebody just told me they're actually taking veterans out to go fishing once a week. Mm. You sign up on a list. That that stuff never happened. There's all yeah. kinds of trips yeah. now to, to go well, anywhere. A, lot, so, a lot's happened with VA care. But, but look at look at how you questioned me in the beginning of nursing homes. You know, you, you had to you sometimes got what to I what I questioned, things. Mark, if I may, because I remember it very well, you can't you can't broad brush everybody. There's some really good nursing homes out there and, and the only thing I was saying was they're not all. They're not all responsible. They're not all bad. We have was, great hey, ones here, Pastor Will. Pastor Will, wasn't it funny? Now, one of those great nursing home owners called you up during all of that. Well, no, I actually, one did. One did, as a matter of fact. That's well, not true. One, one did, did way in the beginning. That, but did you hear group. from anybody once it started reaching 60%, 70%? You heard from them in the beginning when I was making those claims. Sure. So, well, so again, I but we've could, got, I'll tell you two case, right now. I'll tell you the Baptist home. Let me just say the Baptist home in Wallingford had no deaths. And uh, Miller Memorial. Oh, no, no Martin, listen, don't point, they were out the, the, don't point out the less than 10% that did the right thing. Well, I'm just saying, it's but you're 90%, saying, you know, nobody, 90%. I and mean, I'm telling you that there were. So, so I wasn't so arguing not, your point. I knew there was a problem, so but it wasn't, if it wasn't a problem for everybody, Mark. If it's 80% not doing the right thing, am I allowed to broad brush? Oh, absolutely. So I and I have, I've never not let you on, Mark, and I've always so given you airtime when you had some degree. My point is you would never know. Now, if I if I discredited myself by making these claims and they weren't true, then I have no right to come on your show. But that caller's got to remember, you've got to be trusting sometimes when people make claims because that's the only way you find out, uh, you know, all the nonsense going on in Connecticut. 
So no, and that's, makes that's why and I wish more get, people would call up and make claims in their own town. Everybody gets like everybody's an, an equal chance here, Mark, and everybody gets a, gets a voice except for one person. Unfortunately, that's oh, not yeah. you. I got to let you go. Guys, that's it. We're out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Chris Powell. Always a pleasure working with you, sir. And uh, enjoy the day today. Stay safe. Love your country. Wave your flag. If you don't have your flag up at your house, put your flag up. Get those flags out there today. Love your flag. Love your country. God bless you guys. Have a great afternoon. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.